Hello and welcome to the Pursue in Progress podcast episode 54, where we have honest conversations to help us fall forward. And we continue in our series in the Purpose Driven Life book written by Rick Warren on today 22 out of 40. And it's titled kind of created in his image. And this is a kind of strange kind of saying that is used amongst kind of Christian circles, you know, as we believe that you know, God created us um, to, to bear his image. And so in his image is um, the sense of, you know, having, uh, like it's a complicated thing, but I think just having this kind of um, value, this kind of, there's something special about us humans that, you know, puts us above the animals, puts us, puts us, you know, above any creature, any living, any other living thing, um, on, on the, you know, on the planet and on the earth. Um, it, you know, we have this capacity for intellect. We have this capacity, you know, to, to have relationships and to develop relationships, to have emotions. Um, we have this kind of moral compass, moral consciousness, and this kind of moral consciousness that God gives us um, is is a way for us to to act and to live in a way that's accountable to Him. Um, you know, when we have those choices to, you know, when we can make that choice between right and wrong, and you know, the decisions that we make become accountable, and um, you know, yeah, will be held to account, and and so. And so in terms of wrapping that up in terms of what he created us for, the, the example that we can look to is um, all throughout, you know, the Bible it talks about, you know, being um, made and shaped to be more like Jesus. And so it might feel like a bit of a kind of strange term to, to use. And um, I don't know, maybe you think about it and you look around those Christians that you know, and they're just like, you know, they just seem like any other person and, you know, there's no real Jesusness about the Christians in your life. And, and very well, we're not doing a good job of it at all. And so like, it's the same kind of sense of, um, say, you know, your own children, um, like I can't talk from kind of personal experience, but kind of an indirect experience is, you know, that my, my sister is very heavily pregnant and will be expecting any, any time soon. And, you know, when it comes to the kind of lead up to, to kind of giving birth to a child, it, you have all these kind of things you, you want to think through, want to prepare for, um, you know, how you want to shape their world, because, you know, there's this responsibility, you know, as the parents to, to kind of help inform them of what the world is and, um, you know, let them know that, you know, the world's either a really safe place or really dangerous place. And if they can create this, you know, thing of safety, then, you know, that's going to be really healthy for them. And so there's a sense of, you know, when they grow up, you want to see them, um, maybe like do better than you or, you know, get, um, you know, see the world or like kind of learn the things that you didn't get to learn. And, you know, and sadly, like as noble as it sounds, it, it kind of creates this thing of, you know, putting the pressure of, you know, 
um, the burden of your unlived life onto your children. Um, but it's, it, it is that sense of like wanting them to be shaped into the best person that they can be. Um, you know, because as you go through life, you make mistakes and there are blind spots that, you know, your parents would have, um, yeah, like stayed blind to, and there's sort of aspects of your, you know, your, your growing up and your development that you've missed out on. And so, um, you know, so there's areas of your life that maybe lagged behind a little bit and you learn lessons a bit later. And so you want, you know, to provide your child to have those experiences and, and to learn, you know, a lot earlier to save a lot of pain and, and whatnot. Um, I, I know that's a very big tangent, but it's just stuff I've been kind of thinking about, but, you know, um, in, in Christian circles, we, we see our, we see God as our heavenly father and he wants us to be shaped, you know, in his image. We want, he wants, you know, to see us grow into, you know, who he's made us to be. Um, and that example is, is Jesus. And, you know, and so there's a little, there's a term that Christians use, you know, that person is very godly. And so we're not striving. God is not telling us to be God himself. Um, and that was a lie that was kind of perpetuated in, you know, the garden of Eden with, with the snake, you know, if you eat this fruit, you will become like God. Um, and so the aim is, you know, this pursuit, this perseverance, this kind of, uh, what we call kind of a sanctifying process to become a godly, uh, which is a term that people will use. And, and yeah, like that's kind of the, the essence of growth or the kind of direction of, of growth that, um, yeah, like he's seeking out for us, like he wants that for us. Um, and so maybe on the, on the face of it, um, maybe you're not a Christian listening to this. And when you, when you hear it and you kind of think about, you know, the Christians that you know, Christians that you see in life, it, I don't know, maybe you have this stereotype of Christians, maybe perpetuated by media, different things you've seen. And, um, maybe some documentaries that probably shine Christians in a, um, you know, particularly bad light, or maybe your own personal experience, um, you know, being shouted down or being judged, um, you know, for your, you know, life choices and, and lifestyle choices and, and whatnot. And, um, really sorry if that's happened to you. And, you know, there's this quote by Mark Twain, this famous kind of writer and poet, like, you know, like heaven's full of boring people. You'd rather go to hell, uh, for the company. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing that, of course, like it was something to that effect. Um, and like, there is this stereotype that Christians are so boring and, you know, a stickler full of rules and, and, you know, it's easy to find evidence of that sometimes. Um, you, you go to, yeah, sometimes you just go to church and, you know, maybe it's a, in a, in a place where people are well off and people live these really comfortable, boring lives. You know, they go to school, get a good education, they go to university and nothing really happens, um, <laughs> to them. They don't take any risks or adventures or, or want to improve themselves. And they just kind of fall in line with, you know, what's been dictated for them. You know, they become people that just go with the flow and they're just not exciting people to, to be around. And, you know, that's, that's very, um, observable. Um, it's something that you can see it's, um, and it might be a strong correlation, but I guarantee you it's not a causation. 
Um, because all throughout the Bible, when it talks about growth and, and maturity and how you want to um, learn and what direction to kind of go in, um, God talks way more about developing your character uh, more than your personality. Um, he doesn't really say much about your personality. Like it, it's there to be embraced and in, enjoy your different uniqueness and, and whatnot. And so there are different kind of famous passages that it kind of talks through, um, you know, about the importance of character or that character is the main thing that he's worried about. And a lot something that's quite famous and quite quoted is the Beatitudes of Jesus, where he, you know, when he does this kind of like Sermon on the Mount, where he's just preaching to a a lot of people. And he he talks about, you know, who's blessed and um, and like. You know, and it all seems to be just things of character. And I'll just kind of quickly kind of quote it and, and read it out and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And so it comes from the Gospel of Matthew. So one of the books in the Bible, and it like kind of quotes Jesus saying, uh, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so it's it's yeah, it's interesting to to see like um, those characteristics are 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 the ones that, you know, God is looking for, um, in, in Christians. And like, that's the way that, um, God wants to us to be shaped, um, to be merciful towards others, to, to be peacemakers. Um, you know, we talked in probably last two podcasts about peacemaking and resolving conflict and what an important role that is for, uh, for society, for your community and, you know, at large and in general as well. Um, and, you know, we uh, sometimes at weddings, we like to quote uh, parts of the Bible as well. You know, that 1 Corinthians 13 passage about, you know, love is patient, love is kind. And, you know, there's all these things about love um, in the Bible. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. That's a golden rule. Um, golden rule is love the Lord with all your heart, soul and strength. And, and the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. And so it's all about kind of, yeah, love and having that patience for other people, being kind. Um, and it talks about um, this thing called the fruits of the spirit. So if you imagine metaphorically um, that imagery of you know being a tree and you want to bear fruit uh, with the things that you do and the person that you become. And so the fruits of kind of the spirit, or we call it the Holy Spirit, of you know, something you get when you become a Christian, you know, it talks about the fruit of the spirit being love, joy, peace. Um, patience, kindness, goodness, um, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like those are fantastic kind of characteristics. And later um, goes on to say, against such things, there is no law. And so these are kind of good and beautiful characteristics to, to build on. Um, and these are things that we should aspire to grow in um, and to kind of really develop um, as we become you know, great examples um, of, you know, who, who Jesus was, or, you know, have our example point people, um, to that example. Um, and, and yeah, so it's, 
yeah, it is disappointing sometimes um, when you don't see, you know, Christians living up to this kind of standard that's been set. Um, and in the same way, you know, whether you've come from, you know, somewhere of an Asian culture where, you know, the approval or, you know, the favor of your parents means a big deal to you. Um, and I've been lucky to, to not have to live under that as, as strictly. Um, I know, I know people of Asian cultures that yeah have really struggled with that. I know people that have gone to med school just to please their parents, even though they didn't want to do medicine, um, you know, and, you know, getting good grades or playing music, musical instruments to a particular level um, or getting into a particular school or career um, to, to have, yeah, to, to win the approval, to have the favor of your parents um, is a big thing for, for a lot of people. And, you know, there's, there is this sense of disappointment if, if those things don't happen. And, and just in the same way for Christians, as we yet yeah, don't live up to, to the standard that's been set, um, you know, the behaviors of, of Christians that don't, you know, exude these characteristics um, can drive people away from the church. And that is quite saddening to, to God himself because he wants people to be saved. And that's a, you know, a quote uh, from one Peter, I think, like he wants everyone to be saved and to know him and whatnot. But sometimes it's the action of Christians that kind of discourage people from ever thinking about um, Christianity. And, and it, it definitely does, you know, Christianity a great disservice um, in, in that way. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I don't want to kind of, you know, tr- trash talk and point fingers too much but i think it's um you know from from the inside as we as we think about it um you know our christian reputation being attacked and um, whether it's by the media or different stories or being things being cut out of context like you know we want to say that it's effective you know um you know, someone cutting out the context or, or whatnot, or it's just blown up by the media. But there are aspects of, of truth to it. Um, interactions with people, especially with beliefs, um, really causes quite a stir with a lot of people, you know, as we um, have to be more careful in terms of what we say and the things that we believe and how we, you know, engage in conversation with other people so that we don't offend them or we don't kind of you know, cause more conflict or pain or, or hurt to, to anybody else. And, and, you know, we are in this kind of postmodern era-ish of, you know, we can't really, like, impose our beliefs on anyone, but it's, you know, it's, yeah, there's always going to be that constant battle between the two. And it's, I don't know, in this age of like evidence and non-evidence, it, it's hard to convince someone just purely through speech. Um, I think, you know, the most effective way to kind of convince someone of a particular belief is to be a shining example of it. Um, you know, people, I think, who are kind of um, 
a bit more considered in their different approach will find areas of, of respect for different uh, people with different beliefs. Like, I think for me, looking at the discipline of, you know, whether it's like Muslims or, or Buddhists in terms of, you know, sticking to the rituals and sticking to their rites and, and prayers and, and whatnot, like that discipline is, you know, is amazing and it gets a lot of stuff done, um, you know, sometimes as, as churches and, and whatnot, we, I don't know, we kind of cling on to grace a bit too much and we get so loose with our discipline and we say we'll, we'll pray, we'll say we'll give money, we'll say we'll read our Bible each day, but we just fall off and be like, whoops, <laughs> um, I guess I'll try again next week. And, and, you know, there's, I think when you're able to engage well uh, with one another, you can see areas of, of good um, in different people. And, but when you straight up just dismiss someone's beliefs or you, um, you know, have this ultimate claim of, of truth in, in a really arrogant and selfish way, like it just causes more tension and creates more distance um, from, you know, this, this end goal that Christians have in, in terms of spreading the gospel. And, you know, it's a, it's a human thing and it's, you know, it's not fantastic. <laughs> um, and, you know, Christians hurt Christians as well. Um, I've heard many story and I've lived through it as well. And um, I think the more we engage in this conversation, like the more um, I think we'll progress in a way that's more peaceful and, and unifying and um, in you know, creating an environment where it's safe to have this kind of civil discourse or to have a conversation and to, you know, see the good in, in, um, in all situations. Um, so, yeah. Like, Oh, it's a million things are going on in my mind right now. Yeah. But it, it's, it's not easy. Um, I think when you commit to a particular belief, it doesn't have to be church or you know, Christianity, you know, thinking about you know, raising your children up and how you want to instruct them and to shape them up. You know, it, it, takes a lot of failing and you know there's this thing of you know every day you're faced with you know thousands and thousands of maybe not thousands but like a lot of choices where um you know mostly they're trivial you know what like when to wake up or whether to wake up um you know what shoes you wear what clothes you wear and whatnot but when it comes to different decisions where it's a matter of right or wrong or um, it's a matter of peace or, or conflict or, or hurt. And I don't know, you, yeah, when the more you face those things and you, and, you know, you choose the quote unquote right thing, you know, more often than not, like that's how you kind of grow and, you know, develop your kind of decision-making system and your deciding ability. And, you know, for Christians with, you know, a Bible that has, um, some, you know, black and white principles and it allows for nuance, of course. Um, but as you, as you develop, you know, throughout life and, and stick to trying to obey, you know, what, what God says as much as you can, like, that's when you're going to see that growth. Um, and, and, you know, I think this whole thing about fear and, and growth is kind of widespread enough to, to, 
to know that everyone understands that, you know, we have this comfort zone and outside of that is really scary. And we have those fears and our brain is there to protect us and want to, you know, keep us in the comfort zone and know the certainty and know that there's security in our comfort zone. But growth is outside of our comfort zone. We need to expand that comfort zone to be able to grow. And so, you know, fear is a really big thing that people have to deal with. Um, you know, with anxiety and, and depression and, and things like that. But I think when we understand that growth occurs outside, like I think it just helps to um, just see fear in a different way and have a different perspective that will, I think, give you a bit more courage um, to, to do those things that are quite scary. Um, you know, if you want to develop your kindness, you have to go out and be kind to, to different people. Um, you know, do things that kind of feel awkward, um, get into awkward, you know, kind of, uh, you know, social situations, like they're not great to deal with. Um, when you have to have a tough conversation with, you know, whether it's like kids who are fighting or someone you're fighting with, or, um, having to, to apologize to, to someone like those, those things are terrible. <laughs> they're uncomfortable. They don't want to ever do them much but it, it is a part of growth and you'll find yourself growing in you know whether it's like patience and, and kindness and self-control and and things like that and you know it, it takes effort and you know we we, <laughs> we want to be lazy we want to conserve our energy we want to sleep in and, and stay comfortable but it takes effort you know, it takes effort to invest in relationships. It takes effort to, um, you know, to make friends, to, um, to study well. It takes effort to, to do well in, in whatever you're doing. It takes effort to practice piano and, and you know, and, and your sport and, and get to all the trainings and, and whatnot. Um, and so it's a definitely, a, you know, philosophical thing to, to kind of take on as well. Um, you know, now to kind of apply it more broadly. So it's not just kind of a specific to Christians kind of, um, principle. And so there's, there's this sense of, um, like letting go of old ways. Like we all should be kind of self-aware of, you know, where we're going wrong or what needs to improve and what's kind of lacking and, um, you know, areas of improvement that we have. And so, you know, because we have this thing called inertia and, um, you know, things are comfortable and, you know, the way they are, we don't want to ruffle any feathers, but, you know, we want to stay lazy because it's comfortable. We want to hit that snooze button because it's comfortable to sleep. Um, and, and kind of, yeah, and just stay in and just let the day come to you. Um, but there's this understanding of, you know, if you have those habits that are really negative, you need to let them go. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm on a bit of a kind of a reading binge at the moment and I'm, I've purchased the, um, the book by James Clear called Atomic Habits that everyone's kind of reading at the moment. Um, so that'll be kind of really interesting to, to read and to go through and to, uh, really unpack and hopefully that can create some healthy habits for myself. Um, but yeah, like it's the whole notion. I think I was listening to a Jordan Peterson kind of talk and he was talking about this, yeah, like this particular principle of, um, you know, having to let go of old ways, 
um, otherwise they're going to kind of destroy you. Um, like he talks about the thing about uh, forests and, and trees and, and whatnot. And it's important for, you know, trees to, to shed their, the dead wood that they have on them because it's so flammable. It, you know, builds up a lot of um, fuel uh, in the case that there's a fire. Um, and so there needs to be the shedding of, of dead wood uh, for you to, to survive. Otherwise you will be burned up um, and it will kind of burn and, and destroy you um, as such. Cool. So that's one of the points that the book talks about. And then number two um, talks about, you know, changing the way that you think. Um, and so there's a phrase in the Bible in Romans 12 that talks about, you know, being renewed by the transformation being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, and renewing is not in the sense like new and improved um, or like a completely new brain where you think in like a whole like seventh dimension or anything, but it's in, in renewal of this kind of transformation. So if you think of caterpillar to this butterfly, I suppose, and that, that whole process, like you have your kind of usual way of thinking that's clearly not working. Um, you know, you're meeting, you're going to dead ends, you're, um, you know, you're falling into patterns of, you know, you know, whether it's like self-harm or self-loathing or, um, you know, just the state of anxiety and depression. And when, and a lot of it comes down to our mindset and our attitude and the way that we think. And so if we're able to work hard, you know, you know, find different resources, talk to different people about, um, you know, different ways and different strategies for you to transform the way that you think and transform your mind, um, you know, so that it can become a butterfly, something that, you know, butterfree, <laughs> uh, something that's like free and, and a lot more open and enjoying and, um, you know, a lot more enjoyment will come from life and just a lot more kind of blossoming, I, I suppose. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just thought of the Powerpuff Girls. Sorry. Um, near blossom anyway um <laughs> i apologize um and yeah like i think as i've been doing all of this reading and, and 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 reading about i think just different ways that people kind of view the world and their perspectives and the way that they handle uh life and they the way that they see life to kind of better deal with it i think that's really helped to to really you know transform my own mind and um, like I know how destructive my old, old way of thinking was and um, how I would just so easily come to the clu conclusion that I'm I'm such a loser, like I don't deserve to live. And that spirals really quickly. Um, I've, I think I've demonstrated that in a few of my earlier podcasts of how quickly that, that can, yeah, develop into almost the point of, you know, suicidal ideations. Um and so, you know, now, you know, going through all these books and reading and talking to diff different people, like, you know, mindset's definitely changed. My attitude's definitely changed. And, um, like, I know I'm going to still have those moments where I want to like spiral and, and, and say that I suck. Um, but I think I've got, <laughs> I'm starting to slowly get it now and can kind of stop that spiral and to, to, you know, I think instill a bit more hope, um, in life. Um, and yeah, as I realize that hope is so essential, uh, for us to carry on as, as people, um, I think holding on to a hope, whether it's, you know, spiritual hope, whether it's 
you know, something that's individual and kind of personal to you, um, just hold on to that hope and, and it will, it will get you through, uh, whatever you're facing. Um, and so number three, you know, put on the character of Christ. So all the kind of, you know, different areas that you want to grow in. And like, there's this really old video of Warren Buffett, um, kind of talking about this as well. Um, not about Jesus, but like, um, about kind of, um, listing all the characteristics that you want to grow in and, and, in a like talking about like, like someone you particularly admire, whether it's like a celebrity or someone, you, you know, personal to you, your family member or whatnot, and to write down all the characteristics that you want to, um, to have, uh, of theirs, uh, to work towards and, and make those your particular goals. And kind of the more you meditate on it and work on it and be more intentional and specific about, you know, those characteristics that you want to grow in, you know, over time, you know, when you're fixated on it, over time, you're going to find yourself, you know, becoming them, <laughs> becoming, um, well versed in those characteristics. And like, it's an old, old video. Uh, I don't know how that came up to mind. Um, and so, yeah, like that was a really kind of nice object way to, I think, provide a bit of foundation, a bit of support in, in terms of, and like direction in terms of like how you want to grow. Um, because, I don't know, like we're not, we don't have that instinct or built in us to, to know automatically how we need to grow or, um, yeah, that's most kind of beneficial for us because our brain is just so focused on keeping us safe and it's not really wired to, to explore things of growth because there's so much uncertainty and, and fear involved. And so, you know, find different objective ways to, to, you know, solidify your goals and, you know, make sure it's something appropriate and something realistic and, um, and, you know, have those goals really concrete and so that you can, um, you know, there's this famous quote by, you know, Frederick Nietzsche, um, that says, you know, if you understand the why of living, you can, you know, withstand almost any how. And so when you have, you know, this hope or this goal that you have, that's so concrete and so solidified in your mind and you know that that's your life purpose, like anything life kind of throws at you, um, you know, during the course of it, like you're going to be able to withstand that. Um, so find something objective, you know, for church and for Christians, like we've got the Bible to, to refer to, uh, which is always helpful. And, you know, the Bible is free to download from, you know, the Google play store and the Apple store and, and whatnot. And, you know, it, it's nice <laughs> to have you know, free resources. I'm like why not? Um, and definitely you need, you know, the people to support you, hopefully, um, you know, it doesn't have to be everyone of the community, you know, just find people that you trust and, and can get along with well and, um, yeah, have them be accountable, hold you accountable, um, to your growth and, um, and you will just see great things happen from that. Um, and, you know, foster different environments that will help you grow, find communities that of like-minded people that are, wanting to grow in, in different ways or particular ways and that you can join them and, and yeah, really feed off their, their energy. And hopefully you feed them energy as well. Um, yeah, to, to attain different goals or smash different goals. And uh, it's a real kind of bonding experience you can have with people when you're 
trying to achieve a goal together or help each other achieve you know individual goals um i think it's just something special that happens when when you know when that happens um and you know and the last kind of tip that the book talks about is just it's it's going to be a long process um you know much like you know the river's ability to erode a bank is is through consistency and not kind of this you know intent through intensity um you know rain chipping away at a, a rock is it's just over time that it'll it'll you know <laughs> it will erode and you know when you chop a tree down hopefully you don't but you know you have to continually hack at the same spot like you can't hack a different spot all over the place otherwise nothing like nothing's going to happen you just have to continually hit at the same spot over and over again until you know it creates a you know a cut deep enough to to fall the tree um sorry that was a very anti-green anti-environment metaphor but I think you understand the, the, the concepts of that. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like I should like summarize it, but you know, we, yeah, like I think people have listened to enough motivational and, and talks and have heard, um, you know, athletes in the, in the news and, and whatnot and all, all over, um, about, you know, that we are created to do some amazing things here on earth. <laughs> Um, we're not created to just kind of blend into the background and just be unnoticed and, and live this, you know, understanding, you know, just boring life. Um, I think we can make, um, we can make life just full of these kind of really powerful and, uh, really moving moments, um, you know, if we choose to, and we, you know, choose to put in the work and put in the effort, like we can, like we can make this world amazing for, for someone, um, for someone else, uh, you know, for yourself, of course, but, you know, also for someone else as well. And there's something just magical about that. Um, but it's, it's going to be hard, um, to, to talk life into someone who's difficult, uh, to talk to. Yeah. Like thinking about it already kind of, sends sends a few kind of extra heartbeats to the heart of just this anxiety about thinking about all that effort that needs to go into it but um i think you know we need to be constantly growing and, and striving in different ways and and like i think we understand what characteristics are good um and you know if everyone was to reflect and to think about how they want to grow in terms of character i think people know instinctively know um what they what they would want um you know the thing is we don't spend enough time uh to do that you know we're so occupied with work and the social media and then you know whatever will take up our time but like we know what's good and you know when it comes down to it i think everyone knows how they want to grow um they're just very occupied at the moment um, and so if we, you know, give yourself a, a like me day, just to think these three things through about, you know, your own directions and how you want to grow, because you don't want to, you know, be so stagnant, um, and just come home, just apathetic towards the whole world. Um, 
you know, and it's easy to do that. There's I've known many people who just work the same job for 30, 40 years and then they just retire and they just kind of regret not living life properly or growing in, in a way that they would have liked or, you know, have done or kind of engage in different experiences that they would have loved to. But now, you know, age has become a limit, limiting factor for that. Um, and, and so, yeah, like there's been so many different ideas and stuff that we discussed and hopefully it's all made sense and, and flowed and, you know, is coherent somewhat. Um, and so I'll, I'll leave that there, uh, for this episode. If you've, yeah, if you tune into, to this far to the end of the podcast, thank you so much, uh, for listening and, um, and hearing my thoughts out. <laughs> I hope it's been quite the journey to, to kind of discuss this and um, yeah, like maybe me talking about church and, and Christians may kind of rub you the wrong way, but I hope um, that that hasn't discouraged you from kind of getting to the main point of the podcast. Um, it, yeah, like it, the principles, yes, because it is written by a, a pastor and talk about church and, you know, they like his purpose for writing this book is to get you engaged in a community, you know, namely church because kind of church is kind of free to attend. Um, and so, yeah. So talking about church and stuff might rub people the wrong way for people that are listening. I understand that. And, but, you know, I think it's just more the general principles that come out of that, that we really need to, to think through. Um, and you know, how we want to be shaped and how we want to grow. Like that's such an important thing for anyone, everyone. Um, because yeah, sometimes we just do what we're told and just go with the flow, you know, in the whole high school system is just, here's what you need to learn. Here's what you need to know. Um, so it doesn't allow for free thinking, doesn't allow you to, you know, critically think and, and think for yourself and, and things like that, which are such important skills. And, um, you know, you don't recognize the value of kindness and, and patience and, and things like that. And, and so, yeah, like, I think it's a worthwhile conversation, um, not just in the Christian space for everyone, every human being on earth. Um, and so, yeah, I like hope you've got gotten something out of, uh, this, um, this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate uh, your time, um, you know, given, you know, all the options you can have in terms of listening to other podcasts, engaging, you know, watching different things, listening to different things. Thanks for taking the time to, uh, to listen. I'll uh, see you in the next podcast and uh, love and peace to you all. Um, bye for now.